0: This meeting
1: is being recorded. What was that? (laughs) That that was uh, my notice that this is being recorded, so.
2: (laughs) Alright, here we go. (laughs) cheesy intro line in three, two, one. Hello everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of the Fitness Lying Down Podcast, where I am your host and owner extraordinaire, Corey Kreit. All right, so today is a monumental episode because we are celebrating the 100th episode. And you know, just a a note on that, it's not as easy as I thought it would be. Uh, When I first started this almost a couple of years ago, I just thought yeah once a week wouldn't be hard to hit but i tell you what it's been a challenge here and there getting topics getting guests internet connections and all that good stuff so here we are we're finally celebrating the 100th episode and there's no better way to celebrate the 100th episode than to invite along some of my closest dearest friends slash coaches so you got the whole fld staff here ready to represent we have megan the trainer rd we have Faith, we're coming up with a nickname for her. And then we have Grandma Shaliqua. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: A.K.A. Shelly Linsky. So, <laughs> we have uh, fished out some questions from our clients. that We're going to answer some of those. We're going to kind of give ourselves a little bit of introduction and just talk about some of the goofiness that happens here at Fitness Line Down that maybe... Maybe you on the outside just don't quite see because you're not on the other side of the training floor. Uh, I'll start off with some of these questions here. Uh, One thing is like the origin. I'm going to let you guys know this. Yes, I am the creator of all this goofiness. I've gotten to the point now where I feel like all I do is pay the bills. Uh, My coaches are fantastic. I just couldn't, we couldn't be at this level of um, excellence if it wasn't for our coaches and I'm not even going to call them supporting staff because there's so much more than that. So they definitely make FLD truly what it is. And like I said, I just signed the checks. That's, that's kind of where I've gotten to be. Um, if you're ever wondering about more of my origin story, there is 99 more episodes before this that you could totally tune into. Um, I want to answer too. There's a celebrity crush. Uh you know, it kind of comes with the seasons, right? Like once in a while, it's like this person. Once in a while, it's this person. I'm going to say right now, for whatever reason, I'm back in the Salma Hayek crush. Um, that was a high school crush of mine. And for some reason, it's come back. So there it is. I'm exposed. Salma Hayek would be my celebrity crush right now. I'm going to hand the mic over to Faith. I'm going to let Faith take care of a couple of questions now.
1: Oh, gosh. All right. Um, origin story. Uh, it really just kind of all fell into place back in college. Um, 100% got to give that to God because I was a PE major, almost done with that major. And, um, I just was feeling very strongly that that was not the route I was supposed to go. Um, so I kind of just took the jump and switched my major again, um, to fitness and then at one point in one of my classes, I had to do some shadow work. I had absolutely no idea where to go. All of my other classmates had been in gym. You know, they were pretty much done with their program and I was just jumping in. So I was clueless. Um, and one of my professors just recommended FLD and I was like, okay, I'll check it out, You know, reach out, whatever. And this was back when the gym was still half. So that's pretty cool that I got to see that part of the gym, um, shadowed. And then, you know, I remember right at the end of shadowing, it was kind of like, you have to do an internship in same boat. Everyone knew where they were going. They're already working there. And I just had no clue. You had kind of mentioned an internship Corey and I was like, okay, pretty cool. Um, I never said this, but in my mind I was like, yeah, that that's gonna, that's gonna be where I want to go. I didn't even think about other places I didn't, check out other places I just kind of finished. I think it was a one or two semesters I had left of classes before the internship. And I still just, it was kind of like choosing college. I applied nowhere else except UWL, cause I just knew it was like that piece that I felt over everything and same thing here. So I just remember reaching out and we talked kind of like, are you starting an internship program? Yes, no. And then again, had that piece over everything and did the internship. Obviously, it worked out well because I'm back here after all the chaos with COVID and everything worked. So, I'm pretty happy about it.
2: Well, and we benefit greatly from it because I do remember, I don't quite remember when you first shadowed with us, but I remember it was the spring semester of 2018 um, that you, was it, yeah, 2018.
0: Yeah. Uh, 18 shadow, yeah.
2: Oh, 18 was shadow, spring of 19, that is when you came Yes. Out. Okay, yep. so. But that's how much I remember all this stuff. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, and Faith was our very first intern period, our first full-time intern, and she raised the bar. And obviously she raised the bar so much that after COVID, I mean, I don't think, I don't know how many businesses really did it like this, but our numbers grew after COVID. I mean, we really rebounded well, so much that we needed another person. And it only made sense to reach all the way out to Hayward, Wisconsin, and call back home one of our own. So... Very, you know, and I I talked to this about other people. It's so easy when you have people that have done interns or job shadows here that you've already taught them a lot of the things. So the onboarding, I mean, we didn't have to spend a lot of time with Faith onboarding. And uh, she's one of the, I mean, she sets the bar for all the coaching. And all I got to say for anybody out there is that if you're going to train with Faith, don't let her pick the session. She is not allowed to choose the exercises.
0: I like lateral walks. It's fun. You
2: do like lateral walks a lot. All right, so as I'm looking at my Partridge family here, we're going to go over to Miss Shelley, and she's going to give us some tidbits.
3: Tidbits, my origin story. Um,
0: I was, I just had had my
3: sixth baby, and Corey was just kind of dipping his toes into the, maybe I'll start a business. <laughs> um, Thought process. And so I guess myself and two of my friends kind of hired him on as our personal trainer. I think we trained in his backyard, my backyard, my basement. Um, And that's when I truly got exposed to the system of DDRT and Corey's way of coaching. So I was one of the first clients here at Fitness Lying Down. So yay. And then five years ago, Megan and I are celebrating five years as coaches. Five years ago, I was going to go back into the workforce. So I had been a stay-at-home mom for lots of years. Um, had a job at another gym, just kind of like a desk person and got encouraged really to go get my training certification. So once I got my certification, like Faith said, like God's plan, Corey was at the same time expanding Fitness Lying Down from that one little corner of the world to double that. So he needed some extra trainers and I don't know. I think his wife said you should hire Shelly. I don't know. Corey, was that you or Rebecca? <laughs> um,
2: I mean, so, let's set the stage right. That was a me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I had been a client and then being on the other side of the computer, obviously learned a lot, but yeah, that's kind of my origin story. Love the system, Loved fitness lying down. And became a coach here, which I also love.
2: Well, and I still remember too, like when, when that opportunity rose that they asked you to be a trainer at the other gym, I'm like, yeah, that'd be a great opportunity for you because I always thought of Shelly's being more relatable, you know, like in a lot of these gym settings, you have these young kids that really, they don't know much about training people and you're training people that are you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. Like, what do they know about that? And I only speak from experience. I had no idea what I was doing when I was that young. So I was actually legitimately excited about Shelly doing this. And now Shelly started coming into her training sessions with her notepad. And she's like <laughs> jotting down all the notes of like, because now it's like, there's a difference between being a client. That's just your everyday general pop to now general population to now being like somebody that is like, I want to learn more about this. So like, she's asking all these mm-hmm. questions and it got better and yeah, it got to the point where it's like, well, I remember hearing one coach say, sometimes the best coach you could hire is one of your clients. One of your clients that are just bought into the system. And once again, like onboarding Faith, onboarding Shelly was not that difficult because she's seen it from that other side that she has that experience. We just got to tighten up some of the nuts and bolts and kind of get things ironed out so she has a better way of coaching. And she's done a great job, obviously. Uh, We've kept her on for five years. My goodness. Um, I can't believe you put up with me this long. So yeah, it's just like it's <laughs> funny how all these little how all these little journeys and paths we all just crisscrossed because we wanted somebody that was going to be consistent and reliable, meaning we didn't want to hire somebody that was gonna be here for a couple of years and leave. We wanted to make sure we had a mainstay person. So pretty sure, you know, we made Shelly an offer she couldn't refuse. So here she is. <laughs> all right, moving on, Megan. The trainer R D slash Tim slash all these hats that you wear. Let's talk about you.
4: My origin story. So similar to Faith, I originally started here um from school experience for job shadowing. And I Unlike Faith, I did not do my full-time internships here. I just did my job shadowing. And then after that, I feel like I had stayed connected with FLD, and did either some volunteering or some light training. Um, I know I came in and did some cleaning for a little while in substitution for like a membership. Um <clears throat> so stayed connected over the years, um, did my internship elsewhere, and um I was training at another gym and I was kind of getting to a point where I was looking to do more. And so Corey had the opportunity. So again, I came on with Shelly. So I was working at both gyms at the same time. And um, as time is evolving, as FLD was expanding, there was more opportunity for me to take on more here at FLD. And in addition to that, leading up to that point, when I was in school for fitness, I had a nutrition minor. And I had kind of put the bug in Corey's ear. like, would you ever want to do nutrition here? Knowing that his wife was a dietitian, I didn't really know, you know, how, if he wanted to include it, because obviously he had somebody in his back pocket if somebody needed nutrition stuff. Um, So we had just kind of had some conversations over time of like, well, if this is something that really sticks, let's explore the opportunity and... Um, that's, I think, kind of where everything else went, where I went back to school. We kind of had it set up for me to set up my own nutrition business, essentially. So it's been really cool to have opportunities that I have being a fresh graduate student, walking into my own like private practice, essentially, but also being able to still get to know FLD clients and then have kind of a, a potential client base waiting um, for a dietitian if, if there were a lot of questions that clients already had. So I knew that this was an area that would be helpful. um So, yes, yeah, so that's kind of how I got to where I am and. It's just been a really good fit for me, especially now that I add a mom to my name tag, another hat on my head, um, and that I can kind of flex my schedule. Bo came in with me for just over his entire first year, um, which was really cool that, you know, family values is definitely something that's important here at FLD. So not only your own personal family, but if you're listening and if you're a client here and want to be a client, we have our own FLD family. So I'm glad to Have
2: you guys as a family? (laughs) Well, and it's, again, for Megan, like, it's been truly a blessing because Megan, for me, sometimes, like, I'll come in the morning, she's getting up done with the group, and I'm like, Megan, grab your notepad, we gotta take some notes, because I have ideas, I just don't execute ideas, so I throw that on Megan's plate, and she's got that focus, so we all have our talents, and mine are very limited, so I'm very grateful that I have such a talented pool of coaches and uh, employees that can really just put the gym on their shoulders and carry it on. Faith, I got a question for you. I'm ready. You know, what's the, what's the best way a client could submit a song request for group session playlists?
0: Oh,
1: just, you know, personally, if you just ask, I'll consider it. I'll likely play it, but.
2: Oh, you're making just, it too easy. You're making it too easy. Just
1: ask them, not continuously, because <laughs> I can't sit and DJ the whole time. Although that would be a lot of fun, and sometimes I I feel like I do that. But
2: yeah, I think you do that a lot.
1: <laughs> I I try to make people happy. You can't make everyone happy, though. That's you know what it is. But I think
2: I think you do a good job making a lot of people happy because you might be the only person that makes playlists specified to group sessions. Like, hey, it's going to be this kind of tempo today. I'm going to make this happen and all that. So
1: one time one time <laughs> i
2: don't know i just i feel like for me if you wanted to submit a, a request there might be some cleans and presses that go along with that request you know it's just or maybe maybe you put a little monetary donation to the sandbag fund you know i don't know like there's so many things we could talk a lot about this um Shelly's one too shelley's got her own playlist that she likes to play for people because I don't think a lot of, maybe, maybe the people that are in the trenches training in gyms realize this, but trainers also have to act as DJs. You know, we have to know who's in the session, what songs are going to play well, because I will tell you one of the stories that just makes me laugh over and over again, is there was a time, this, this client's no longer here, unfortunately, but he was with us for a couple of years. Faith, are you beeping? Yeah sorry well that's all right you just woke up the audience um <laughs> but he he was a huge fan of the 80s and i feel like we play a lot of 80s in this gym and me being we a play more like 90s, 90s than 80s
0: music,
2: i i i don't think so shelly now be quiet um <laughs> she knows i already ran the payroll so she could be saucy like this <laughs> But this one client, he was like, and I remember Cult of Personality was like his favorite song. Like ever I played that, this guy was like, oh yeah. And one time I was playing a 90s playlist and just because I was feeling it out and his back was to me. And I just remember hearing him like talking under his breath. It's like, what is this music? And then I go and I turn it into the 80s. Like he doesn't even turn around. He's just like, oh yeah. You know, and he just starts going to town in the 80s. So you truly have to know the people that are on your floor. And I've been reminded countless times when Shelly's on the floor because I will play my music and Shelly's like, hey, know your audience. Maybe we should tune down the music a little bit. Maybe we should change genres because apparently (laughs) I guess 50 and 60 year old women don't like DMX. I don't know. (laughs) Now, I want to ask Megan a question. Megan, what do you think in your five years of coaching here, or even less you can get expanded to your whole history of FLD in the professional realm. What do you think is your biggest success here? It could be with a client. It could be your own personal success. Like what would you feel is like your number one success so far that just shoots to the top?
4: Well, the best thing is being the best this past year. Oh. I I know, right. This past year for the year of 2022, <clears throat> Um, the Lacrosse County does a thing where you can vote in different businesses or individuals in the community, and you can vote on who is the best of Lacrosse County. And in the back of my mind, when I was first starting out as a dietitian, I had kind of like set that as a very unconscious background goal of like I think it would be really cool if I won this award at some point um you know Corey's wife Rebecca has won it a bunch of times so I you know she was like a big mentor for me and still is a mentor for me so I was like this is really cool all the people that you know I look up to are this they're being recognized for this in the community and I think it would be cool for me to do that too and so I think it was maybe the first year I was a dietitian, I was nominated so I saw like myself pop through but I wasn't pushed on to to win anything um so at least enough people thought of me to nominate me but it didn't make it through the final kind of voting so, so this past year when it happened again I was like oh I'll probably get nominated and who knows how far I would go you know whatever I'm not too committed to it because again I'd only been an RD for barely two years so um but yeah I uh and Corey I don't know if I are, are we allowed to know that. I knew slightly before it was announced
2: well I was I was gonna kind of talk about that a little bit but if you want to share your side of the story please go ahead
4: okay so I you know again I was not committed to winning this at all so I was like who cares whatever happens happens if I win it cool if I don't cool there's always next year um and at the same time like you know I'm not My name isn't really thrown out all over the place. You know, I don't really know how many people know of Megan Burner, the dietitian and the Nourish of Lourdes program. And I feel like more people probably know of Fitness Lying Down. Um, But again, my name was not very new. It was still very new, I guess I should say, in the community um so yeah it was super super exciting Corey told me before it was like officially released um because he was like I wanted to make sure that you at least you knew it since I knew it um and again you'll expand on that more um but that was like such a huge Form of validation for me, I feel like it was also kind of coming at a point, I mean, I was postpartum, so there's all kinds of mass chaos that happens when you're trying to keep a tiny human alive. Um, But it was more so just like confirmation and validation to me that what I was doing was what I was meant to do essentially. Um, And that this, where I'm working, what I'm doing, this position that I am creating on my own is, is where I need to be. Um and it just kind of confirmed that you know again that this is my home, that this is my professional family. Um so so yeah, so that was super exciting. Um who knows if I win it again? I win it once, so that's enough for me. If I keep if I'm a repeat winner, awesome. Um, but but yeah, I feel like that was really cool to get that after only doing this for two years. That clearly enough people either that i've worked with and voted or you know had a such a positive experience that they shared other people like hey go vote for Megan Burner you haven't worked with her but she's great so let's recognize her for that um so i think that that was yeah well and i touch on my personal peak so
2: i don't see a two peat or a three peat i see at least the six peat i mean this could be a dynasty that's about to happen just like you're going to be the mj of rd's um <laughs> Well, the ongoing joke around the gym, a lot of people might know of, is I don't do tears. So when I went to tell Megan about this, like the girl just cries. And I'm gonna say, maybe for the first time in my life, I actually had the appropriate time of a hug. See, I I'm not a hugger. I'm not a hugger because I it's awkward. Like I don't want I don't want it to be weird, like, oh, I should have hugged you. So I actually felt like at this time it was an appropriate hug. It was a great celebratory moment. And there was a lot of tears. And I was just like, I am so proud of myself that I handled that well. (laughs) So with that said.
4: Proud of my employee for being the best or proud of myself for handily getting emotionally (laughs) accurate. I
2: mean, I think I have a hand in both to some degree, you know, I mean, like I said, we raise them here. Um, Faith, I want to ask you that same question because. I love hearing your perspective sometimes when we're talking about clients, their success and all that. But I want to know in the FLD world, what, what's your big success?
0: I did not prepare for that question.
2: Oh, well, um, good. I wanted to catch you off guard.
0: Honestly, I, I don't know. I think it's just seeing, honestly, it's just seeing the client's successes. like, And it's more... The,
1: the community aspect, like talking to clients, the specifically group sessions, um, the way that they like build each other up and just kind of, I don't know, bonding in a way that it carries outside of the gym also. And that goes for semi-private as well. I know I can see, I can see that happening, but the group sessions, I just, I think I'm proud of the fact that there are some really amazing days that maybe the music set just right or something and someone gets pumped up and now they're pumping somebody else up and they just keep building each other. That's just, that's mine. I don't really have any like specific moment like Megan, you know, winning that. I just, every day is kind of a a proud moment when I see the clients the way they are together. Cause you don't think that in a different gym setting, like it's not, Common And it always blows my mind, like at least once a week. And I'm just, whoa, this isn't just a gym. Hmm. And then it carries through.
2: And how much does that amplify like your energy too? I mean, when when the energy is just around the room, it's like, I know I come in some days, believe it or not, and I'm not like 100% like happy or whatever. But as soon as you start helping people and then they start rocking it and all that, like you forget about your worries. It's the best thing ever. And I always love it because when people talk about faith here, there's like this different level of enthusiasm. Like they talk about Megan, they talk about Shelley, they talk about Cory, but when they're like, oh, I worked with Faith and she was so good. And it's just like, I love hearing that. So that's one of my successes. But as we're talking about that group session, I mean, there's a certain day and time of group that maybe you have a little bit more relationship with. And maybe there's some troublemakers there. I think you know where I'm going with this.
1: I I do. I do. And one why, of those. Why, troublem- you share, why
2: don't you share with the world the 530 PM class, just lay it out. Tell me everything that we need to know about it.
1: Like you want names of the troublemakers. You want me to out them or just kind yeah, of, I think,
2: I, I think we should be careful with the names. We don't want to lose clients today.
1: Right. Right. No, it's that, that is one of those, you know, the groups that I see a lot of success with because They do help each other out so much, and it's really, really fun to see, and just the energy. Um, They are a little uh, interesting. They can be a little problematic, quote-unquote, in a good way. Um, I don't know. that, That group, I just think back to my internship, and that group really kind of took me in so to speak, Mm -hmm. Um, because there was a lot of back and forth, you know, um, picking on each other. So, so to say, Uh, it was, it was great. It was great. And I think, you know, they do like kind of have a special place in my heart and it's always exciting when I see like the whole crew coming in, it's like, here we go. This is going to be, this is going to be a good one. Um, Yeah.
2: And isn't that fantastic? Like, you know, when you're doing your shadowing your internship in twenty nineteen, how that core group has like stayed together like that. I mean yeah. I, I just I told that group they just need a little faith. That's all it was. Let's see what it I did. It
0: worked out. Okay.
2: It worked out well. Uh Shelley, can you tell me, are you not related to Kim Cattrell? <laughs>
3: It's not the first time I've heard that, Corey.
2: <laughs> okay, Shelly, can you tell me and anybody in the listening audience who the heck is Kim Cattrall?
3: <laughs> okay, the first time someone said, "Wow, you look a lot like this person," I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> so I had to look it up, and she is—I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately—one <laughs> of the um, people in *Sex and the City*. That's the picture I looked up and I'm like, I guess I can see a resemblance, but now I've heard it like three or four other times. So
2: But I no relation.
3: Not that I'm no, aware
2: of. no no known relation.
3: No known relation. No.
2: <laughs> now from you, uh Miss Shelley, what do you think yes. like what do you when you're when you're on the training floor, like what are you looking for from clients? Like what is kind of your specialty when it comes to coaching here?
3: I think um, partly I, it's unique that I've kind of come up in the system as a client, having had kind of aches and pains doing other um, exercise programs. I'm a similar to age to a lot of our clients in the gym. you know. So when they say little tidbits about like, yeah, I did something to my knee, I didn't, don't know what, you know, whatever I can kind of relate to where they're coming from in terms of just the aging process. Um, I love working with clients who, you know, kind of come in with their holding their back or their shoulder, their knee or whatever, but then working with them through the awesome system that we use here. Um, we all use it of course, but just working through some of those things. And when they leave, it's like, they're standing taller, they're not limping. Um, they're just feeling better because that's what we do here. We want people to feel better when they leave. We don't want to break them down and, you know, no pain, no gain, no thanks. So I know that's worked for me. I've been obviously in the system for like the last, was it 10 years ago you got fired, Corey?
2: Nine, only nine.
3: Oh, okay. So I've been in the system (laughs) since then. Um, And just being able to, obviously we all do our own workouts or we all do workouts together where we're doing the same types of movements that we're having our clients do. So we can experience them, you know, better hone our coaching cues. And then that translates to the training floor
2: yeah and i always i always uh, cherish and just love our coaching sessions that we do together um what do we do monday tuesday and thursday usually as as much of a group as we can um it's such a it's such a great time to be with you guys and to just talk laugh and you know i kind of just consider them running meetings to some degree you know we talk about the different exercises and the feelings and what have you so Plus, I mean, let's be honest, there's days where you don't feel like training. And when you have some people on the floor waiting for you, well, you know, you got to suit up and go. So um, there's a question that came up. And I want to answer this one because I think it's maybe more specific towards me. It's what is the toughest part about owning a gym? I got a couple things for you. One of the toughest parts is when you don't put the decimal places in the right spots. <laughs> so I think, uh, I don't know how many people in the, in the FLD podcast land know about this story, but we, uh, you know, we have water that's brought to us in the five gallon jugs and all that. And I used to pay it online and you know, our bills are like a hundred some dollars. So last year I decided to pay online and I filled out all the forms and whatever. And I get a notification on my phone every time my credit card's been used. so, I paid it through the credit card. It goes off. I see the notification on my phone. I'm ready to swipe and just kind of, you know, hide the comment. And I had to do a double take because I'm like, I think I saw something wrong there. And then I end up coming back and I look and all of a sudden I paid over a thousand dollars for the water and I was, yeah, I mean, I wasn't too nervous about it, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to call them and see if I get this refunded and then I'll just pay the right amount or maybe, you know, maybe they could just cancel the transaction. I'll pay that right amount. Nope, they just said, Hey, we're going to credit that to your account. <laughs> so I went for like 10 months without paying for water because I made a huge payment in the year before. So not putting the decimal points in the right spot can really be a challenge. But in all honesty, it's kind of weird how I don't want to say easy running the gym is bad. You know, I'll say in the beginning with my younger family, it was tough because I was here all the time. And I, you know, both my wife and I knew that it wasn't going to be like this forever that there was going to be help along the way. But I had to kind of nurture and build this gym the way that matched my personality, I felt like. And then I had to find the right pieces of coaches that could put that in together. So I think the hardest part about owning the gym, you know, and I think any small business owner to talk about this, especially with the family, is trying to make sure that you could do both and. And it's not always going to be like that. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is work-balance life. It doesn't work like that. There's going to be days, there's going to be weeks, where I'm putting a little more effort in the FLD experience. And then there's gonna be days and weeks where I put more love into the family. Like it ebbs and flows, but it always making sure that you can give equally like, you know, the quality time you want high quality time with your family when you do have it. Um, but it is kind of funny because when we go on vacation, when we do all this stuff, like everybody goes and does their thing, you know, after we're done with the day of activities, you know, everybody kind of goes to their hobbies And my hobby is flipping open the computer and working on my business. Like I just, I love doing it. So it's, I've been blessed beyond belief of like how great this has been. And I've realized that the more I get out of the way, (laughs) the better that the gym succeeds. So very grateful for that. Um, I think this is a popular question for anybody um, out here, Megan, Shelly, and Faith. You guys can choose how you want to answer this. I guess it's like, how long did it take you to learn the Corey-isms in quotations? (laughs) Corey-isms. Which ones? You
3: mean the ones we're still learning?
2: (laughs) Well, isn't that great that we keep it going? But I mean, apparently clients will say how when you guys are coaching people, boy, you sound a lot like Corey or he's got you brainwashed too. I've heard that.
3: I like to listen to you coach, because you have all these little, I don't even think you realize it or think, but you have all these little hooks that help people really visualize what you're talking about. And so sometimes I'll pick up on those, I'll use them. And then you'll be like, where did you get up? Where'd you come up with that? It's like, I heard you say it. So I think it's an ongoing learning process. I don't know, Megan and Faith, do you think?
4: I would say yeah I think for me I don't sometimes I don't even realize that what I'm saying is like the core ism because sometimes I just group them into like FLD isms because I hear faith use them and then I hear Shelley use them so I just think it's a collective group. Uh, <clears throat> But I feel like for me, especially since I tag team on Tuesday, Thursday mornings with Corey for semi-private, so I hear him more often. And then also because I feel like, again, in the afternoons on Monday, we're tag teaming together on the training floor. So it's just like, it's going to sound weird, but it's like in my subconscious. (laughs) It's like in the background, it's what I've been around the whole time. I mean, you know, when clients say like, because uh, yeah, one client made that comment to me. She's like, "Corey has you brainwashed too." Um, but then, like, part of me is like, "Well, as he probably should, because this is his gym, um, and this is how he wants things coached." So I think that's probably a good thing that I sound like him. Um, but I think at the same time, like, we all sound like ourselves. Like, I have my own meganisms, isms. Um, like, I distinctly remember. Well, sprinkles is a Meganism. Um, but I distinctly remember when I was telling the client about hand with the band is the knee on the sand, for like remembering which hand and which leg are doing things. And so I was like, hand with the band, knee on the sand. And um, I said it at one point and Corey just kind of laughed at me like that's lame, like hand with the band, knee in the sand. And uh, a couple of days later, weeks later, I don't know how much longer, I was working with a client and I was like, you know, hand with the band and she's like, is the knee on the land? Yeah, that's right. That's such a helpful rhyme. And I was like, knee on the land? That's not what I say. It's like, where did you hear that from? And they're like, well, Corey said that and that was super helpful. I was like, here he's dissing my rhyme, and then he steals it and makes it hit. <laughs> like, no, nah, no. Nah. Um, so I thought that was really funny. <laughs>
2: We, we adopt and we, we share, we share. <laughs> how about you, Faith? I see you kind of smirking over there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was just because I was a, the internship. Like, by the end there, you know, clients will say, Corey's just in the back of my brain now all the time. And I was like, well, yeah, by the end of the internship, that's how it was, like, <laughs> just there. So when I came back, it just kind of... Phew, fell right back into place um I find like the things I say yes but it's also my hand gestures like if a client walks by I'll just be like Phew. and then I will literally stop and be like oh yep that was Corey right there you know different things <laughs> um, I stop the client also stops and looks at me and we're like yeah I know what you're thinking Um, But, it, you know, like Megan said, it's kind of (laughs) of ongoing, and it's everyone saying something, and who knows where it started, but likely
0: the owner, you know. Well, and,
2: you know, I think Megan did say, well, the fact that you guys have your own personalities. And I think that's what makes our training so unique around here is that. A lot of gyms you have trainers that are kind of competing against each other you know they're they're in the gym and they're kind of trying to get as many clients as they can but all the people that walk through our door are our clients and we're always on that same page like that's the benefit here is you know we we all are following the system we know we know the best words to use but we can make them our own because i do remember the sprinkles thing i thought Adding layers to the exercise was actually where then Megan just comes out of nowhere sprinkles. And everybody, you know, it's like, okay, all right, we're going to add layers. They're like, you mean sprinkles? I'm like, I'm not going to say sprinkles, not going to say sprinkles. And then I end up saying sprinkles because everybody, <laughs> I was pressured into it. Um, there is kind of a funny story, though. I was talking to Faith uh, about tricking people into joining the gym. And I've got kind of two stories. One person, so this is like, I feel like 2018-ish, she joined, and she joined for our Strong for summer, but she didn't want to do the challenge. She just wanted to join for the six weeks. You know, she was not interested in the challenge at all. And at the time, Anthony actually, like, was in charge of the emails, and believe it or not, I forgot to tell Anthony she didn't want to do the challenge. So he was talking, he was emailing out saying, here's the time to meet, and she came in as a, a willing person, had no idea what she was about to do but she actually participated in the challenge and she kind of held that against me for a while. And, you know, she still signed up. So I think, I think we did okay with it. Um, But yeah, she just did not want to do the challenge, but here's something I want people to know out there. And I think this could go true for any gym, especially like more of a boutique gym. That's a little more intimate and personal is when you like sign up that lead form and we see your name coming through, we're probably going to check you on Facebook. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I'm kind of a little bit of a stalker. And this one person, again, I think it was like 2018, 2017. I forget the year. It's been a while. But she, uh, I went to her Facebook page, and she had nothing but Foo Fighters. Like It was just like everything was Foo Fighters. She loved Dave Grohl. She loved all these songs. I mean, her page was just littered with Foo Fighters. And this was a time where we actually brought um, people in that we would do a movement screen with them. We would talk to them. We'd spend like a good 45 minutes in the gym discussing the, what we do and how we're going to help people out. And I just made sure when she came in for that appointment, I had Foo Fighters playing on like softly in the background. And she comes in, you know, we're going through all this stuff. And at one point she's like, I think I'm going to really like it here. I'm like, yeah, why is that? She's like, you're playing the Foo Fighters. She's like, that's the best band ever. You know, and I'm just like, well, you know, I'm kind of a Pearl Jam fan myself, but I'll, I'll play the Foo once in a while. So, you know, it's just like, you got to go that extra mile sometimes to get the people to to stay with your gym. So, <laughs> all right. I am going to make a note about this. I have to get going. Megan, you're in charge. Clean it up. You can talk bad about me that I have to go to a beauty appointment or something, but end it well. <laughs> there's still more things. There's still more things to talk about. Okay, bye. Bye.
4: <clears throat> um, okay. I'm just pulling up our questions so that way I remember which ones we
0: have said and which ones we have not. Um,
4: let's see one of one other broad one for all of us um one other question that we received on our questions from client submission is tips on making health and fitness sustainable so Shelly and Faith what would be your tips to clients or listeners for making sustainable changes in their fitness and health perspective
0: I mean for me the one thing I can think of, sorry Shelley. No, go ahead.
1: Not, the one thing I can think of personal experience that's helped is you, you don't have to like broadcast it, but having like a conversation with somebody else and kind of sharing that um, that accountability aspect but also you know if you're talking to somebody and you can kind of like whether you're sharing goals or you're asking you know, what do you think of this or that it helps to make things a little more realistic. I think when it's not just like your own brain trying to drive a million miles an hour, somebody else can kind of like, okay, well maybe, maybe we need to add a few more baby steps in there, you know, something like that. Um, but I think having somebody to talk to and accountability wise, it's huge. Um, Kind of like Corey mentioned earlier, you know, there's some days you just don't want to do a session, but knowing that people are there waiting kind of keeps you keeps you going and uh, slow and steady. It helps be slow and steady versus just trying to
0: 100 miles an hour
4: absolutely yeah accountability is a huge thing and i feel like that's what a lot of clients tend to share about what is helpful with them in general i know i hear it from nutrition clients is like just being able to be held accountable to something outside um so but yeah shelly anything to add to that
3: for me cuz i've done all sorts of different fitness things and different gyms and whatever on my own i think finding a place where there's a variety of things. So you're not just doing the same old bicep curls or like you want to have it to be fun and interesting and not boring. Um, Plus somewhere I think that you can be effective in your workouts and not get injured. So obviously my age, I'm twice, twice the age of you girls. (laughs) Um, so I'm always thinking about that. Like if I did this thing that I saw someone do that, I cannot imagine how it would feel on my knee or my low back or my shoulder, whatever. Um, so finding a place that's fun, like you guys said, with that support, but also that's interesting variety and a safe place to work out. I think for me,
4: absolutely. Yeah. And I think you brought up a point about like making things different and changing things up. And i I wanna add a caveat here too, as well as like, this doesn't mean that you need to do yoga on one day and then CrossFit the next day. And then, you know, like a stretching thing on the next day and then a cycling thing. like. We're talking like you can still do the same stuff, but like switch it up so you don't get bored Um, (laughs) because, yeah, I think it's definitely helpful to stick with one train of thought and one kind of track or focus. So that way you can see that you're improving, but yet, you know, switch it up a little bit so you don't get bored. Um, One kind of fun question that came through is your guilty pleasure like food or drink and I'm going to start this off because speaking of food, and I'm the dietitian, it is you do not need to have guilty pleasures. They are just food. It is in no bucket category. It is just food. It is just drinks. Um, if you feel that this food is off limits to you, then please come see me for a session so we can talk about some food freedom things. But anyway... To fit the the gist of what I'm guessing the client is asking behind this question of like, what's your snacky food? Like, I don't believe in cheap foods. There's no such thing as that. But I get the emphasis behind this. Um, And I feel like it's not one thing. Um, As far as like drink goes, I'm pretty boring. I just drink water and maybe bubbly water and sometimes milk or protein powder. Um, Craig and I don't drink alcohol. So there's no frilly fancy drink on that end. Um, But as far as like food goes, I love cheesecake. Cheesecake is my favorite. And when I'm talking cheesecake, like not just the, I mean, no disrespect to Sara Lee or whatever brand it is that you can get at the frozen section, um, but like pinky out quality cheesecake. That is my favorite ever I have not ever made a homemade cheesecake because I know that it can be kind of a tedious process and I don't want any part of that experience to be negative or I will not like cheesecake so I would rather go somewhere pay somebody else to do it and then sit and enjoy it so that is me Faith what would be your like and I'm saying with air quotes guilty pleasure
1: um honestly I I don't really know because I i try not to have that mentality, right? Um, I'm not, like, a sweets person. I, I do love cheesecake, but that's just every once in a while that it sounds good. Um, ah, I don't really think I have one. I mean, drink-wise, I like a good marg, you know, a margarita. I'll I'll enjoy that, but, yeah, I don't know. I think... The only way I can answer this is I think about, you know, when I come home, if I'm just too tired and I don't want to cook or I haven't made food yet for the week or something, my like go to, honestly, is just quick trip pizza. That is probably it. I just, yep, quick trip pizza. I don't like, I don't like ordering out pizza. It's not, no, has to be quick trip. That hot and ready. (laughs) <laughs> frozen. Oh, well, that's the crazy thing. The frozen Ooh. pizza.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shelly, what good about job? you?
3: Um let's see. Drinks. My go-to's would probably be gin and tonic with a good gin. And Corey makes a good Manhattan. I do enjoy that with his I don't know, there's these special cherries he uses that are delicious. Um, In terms of food, like, same as you two, I don't really have guilty pleasures because that's not how I look at it, but I do enjoy sweets and anything chocolate, so I'd be down with anything chocolate, dark chocolate in particular. (laughs) I don't think I've ever eaten quick trip pizza, so... Faith, I might have to try that.
4: <laughs> Just frozen pizza. I don't know. <laughs> we had a, a question come in for me about if I'm ever worried about somebody seeing me in the Taco Bell drive-thru. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and to that, I would say I don't frequent the Taco Bell drive-thru, not because I'm anti-Taco Bell. Um Taco Bell does not always make my insides very happy. And I'm sure other people probably experience that as well. So would I be embarrassed if somebody saw me in the Taco Bell drive-thru? No. Um, if you see me in the Taco Bell drive-thru, you might want to just check in with me because, it, again, I usually don't feel very good afterwards. Um, so, but yeah, I don't really feel guilty if people see me in the Culver's drive-thru or ordering Domino's pizza. I When I used to be a trainer at the other gym that I worked at, um, I had a, a client who I was talking to her about the weekend and I was like, yeah, you know, like Craig and I ordered Domino's pizza and we did blah, 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 or whatever else we did that weekend. And she was like, wait a minute. Like she stopped our session. She's like, stop my trainer eats Domino's pizza. And I was like, yes, <laughs> is that, is, is that a bad thing? Like what, I, what, what is it about Domino's pizza? Have you never had Domino's pizza? It's pretty good. Um, so <laughs> Um, so yes, I think that was eye-opening for her to see that somebody working in like the health and fitness realm is also, I I am human. I am normal. I like pizza. I eat Domino's pizza. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, let me see. I think we pretty much have covered a lot of our questions. Um, I think there's one more in here for Faith. What is your favorite breakfast cereal?
0: this cereal gosh oh captain crunch the peanut the butter ba- the berries or which one are we t- talking to? captain
1: crunch with the berries although thinking about it i will only i will eat the berries first and i, I don't get this often it's got to just like be some craving that i want kind of like like a cheesecake it's oh wait that sounds kind of good right now but I'll eat the berries first and I leave the little pieces for last because those are I don't know the yellow ones those are my favorite
0: <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. okay yeah okay Shelly do you have a favorite breakfast cereal
3: I do not eat breakfast cereal <laughs> oh. I'd have to go with oatmeal I guess <laughs>
4: <laughs> that counts as a breakfast cereal it's a hot cereal but yes that counts <laughs>
0: Yeah,
3: I don't. My kids are like, why don't you ever buy breakfast cereal? I'm like, it's like eating
1: cardboard. I don't know. (laughs) This Question. Um, I feel like I might know who asked this question because I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, Megan, I had like my um, container of cereal that I brought is just like a snack, you know, on the go. Um, and I talked to a couple people about the cereal checks, just mm-hmm. like plain checks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I will eat that as a snack quite often, like put it in yogurt with some peanut butter and fruit or something. So I might have to change my answer to checks. <laughs> <X. laughs> like very
3: okay. final,
0: a- final, answer. final final answer.
4: answer. <laughs> I will say there is like a blueberry checks and a chocolate Chex, um, which pair mighty fine in like some plain yogurt, like plain Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. I've used that a lot to give a little bit of crunch, a little bit of flavor. Um, so yes, I definitely enjoyed that a lot. I got a little burnt out because I did not give myself a lot of variety. So now when I walk past it, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Um, I'm okay, so. But, but yes, well. Are there any other stories or tidbits that you guys want to share about
0: yourself or listeners to know about you?
4: Shelley? <laughs> I'll say that was pretty much all what of my off? questions. It was all of the ones we did. We had some. Oh, I have one more question. Um, and this is more of like a serious question. Tips or ideas if one is not much of a cook but wants to improve their diet? Um. So... <laughs> If you don't really know where to begin, um, but again, cooking is not really your jam. Meal prepping is not really your jam. Some easy things to capitalize on is like the frozen vegetables, frozen steamer bags, because you can heat them up in your microwave in like four minutes, five minutes, depending on how high powered your microwave is for an easy veggie, um, and I know they're plain in the bag, but either drizzle some olive oil, put a little bit of butter on them, sprinkle with like salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, a little bit of oregano, um, and that's an easy way to to just get some different flavors coming in. I feel like I kind of default to Italian flavors. Um, I love garlic, so I put garlic on a lot of things, and garlic is very good for you. It's got a lot of interest. Um, so so that is at least one tip is to kind of lean into some of those like more convenience, quote unquote things, but yet are still healthy options like frozen um, produce, frozen veggies, add frozen fruit to like smoothies, add it, you can add it to your breakfast cereal, you can add it to your oatmeal. It's just an easy way, um, again, to get a little bit more variety coming in. Um, Otherwise, just really capitalize on what you are doing well. Um, I've talked to a lot of clients about how they feel like they need to just overhaul everything in their diet. And I have some clients who talk about like, oh, I want to eat more veggies, I know I should eat more. And then we talk about the veggies that they do eat and it's maybe a very short list that they only care for. So then let's really hit the ground hard and make sure that we're including those veggies that you do like. If you don't like vegetables, if you don't like broccoli, then don't eat broccoli. I'm not a, a chicken and rice and broccoli kind of dietitian. Um, so if you don't like it, then don't eat it. We want your meal times to be enjoyable. But yeah, I would say start with some of those areas of opportunity that you can really capitalize on. Um, and Otherwise, my biggest tip overall in general is just be really mindful when you're eating. Be really in tune with what you're doing. Don't be distracted when you're eating. Try not to be behind your computer or behind your TV. Um, Just pay attention to your hunger fullness cues and um, check in with yourself if you really are hungry or if you're just bored or emotionally hungry, and maybe not physically hungry. So usually that awareness piece is going to help you. It's going to enlighten you on a lot of things when it comes to food. Um, But but yes. So, well, thank you so much for tuning in with us for the 100th episode of Fitness on Down. Shelley, Faith, thank you so much for hopping on. This was fun to get the FLD gang together for a podcast. So now that you know better, well, I don't know what you know now. You need to know about us coaches anyway. So (laughs) let's you know better. Let's go out and do better so we can all be better.
3: Go to it.